This is Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I am your host, Master Dion. This unique podcast is a raw and unapologetic glance into the forbidden world of kink. We're here to defunct the misconceptions and to stimulate your curiosities around the kink lifestyle. We're going to hit you with harsh realities of the who and what of the kink world through powerful conversations and kinky fun. This podcast is for anyone from the curious newbie to the veteran keister to use this platform to express, grow, and play in this mysterious lifestyle. As always, keep it kinky. What up, kinksters? Welcome back to Beyond King with Master Dion, episode number 10. We, st- we just finally got into our double digits. This is fucking spectacular. I cannot believe that we were 10 episodes in. As busy as our schedules are, it's been um, a welcome blessing to sit there and do these podcasts and spend the time to really try to connect with people. I got a, I got a lot to talk about today, but today is going to be a different format. We're going to talk about some different things, but then the majority of the time is going to be about a spectacular story. The story I've been telling that we're going to talk about at some point, it happens today. But before we get on into all that, let me make my little introduction to INM, who is a regular on the show. Um, she's forced me to allow her on the show. So no, no, no. She's a she's a great companion. How you doing, INM? I'm doing great, thanks. And like I can really force you to do anything. <laughs> Come on, let's get real here. Um, I I know, I know. But um again, I'm glad you're here. We have you won't see it right now, but when we put the video out, you're going to see we have a, we're in a different scenery and we're changing things up a little bit. We're, we're going, going to new different places. And, you know, it wasn't by choice. We got a bitch dude that kicked us out of the, out of the original place. And, um, and, you know, I want my, my, my super producer, Dooley and INM probably don't really want me to talk much about it, but fuck him. Fuck that bitch ass little, Little punk ass dude. You know, this guy, he's supposedly in the kink world and he wanted me to throw a party. And if y'all that came to my birthday party, it was at his loft and his little bitch ass came and said, well, I didn't know anybody there. So I'm leaving. And I was like, what the fuck? And I already knew. See, this is I don't follow my own instincts sometimes. And I knew he was a bitch boy. He's a he's a really and I'm short, but he's shorter than me. He's a little short guy. He has a lot of money. So he has a little Napoleon complex. And he's the third will in his relationship or the fourth will. His ugly ass girl, I mean, his girlfriend, his dog looking, looking girlfriend who has a husband and a boyfriend. And as far as I can tell, he's like the chauffeur for them. So you know, he drives around an expensive car with them in the back. So he's like the little bitch boy, but he's trying to be the man, something like that. Um, so in any case, uh, he, okay. Was it, um, did we get kicked out because we're making too much noise? Did we get kicked out for, um, not paying whatever the bills were? Did we get kicked out for any kind of legitimate reason to kick us out? No, this little bitch boy got us kicked out because his girlfriend thought I should have said hi to her. Can you believe that shit, INM? No, that's a little um a little extreme entitlement. Entitlement is the right word. 
And I was like, well, I don't know your girl. Why the hell do I need to talk to her? I don't give a shit about her. And so they said I was rude. So because I was rude that I didn't acknowledge her, that, I, I mean, I don't guess I don't realize how important I am to people because I was like, well, I don't give two shits about her because I don't know her. So he was like, gotta get out of my place and I'm not giving you your shit until you pay me the rent. And I was like, well, you kicked me out on the 13th and you only paid me for the whole month? Yeah, I can shit. And then, like, and my baby told me to, to kick you out. And I said, I was like, of course, this is all through text message because he's not a man. He couldn't face me. And I was like, well, why would we just talk about it in person? Are you threatening me? I'm like, why would I threaten you? Is it just because I'm a big black man that you're scared to be in front of me? I don't know. But hashtag fuck Kevin Price. Fuck his bitch ass. And and we'll move on from that. Um, 6886 South Yosemite Street. That's where his bitch ass um, building is. Fuck him. So in any case, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bigger man than that. And I just bought new equipment. I'm not going to sit there and, uh, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction for him to get anything. And I didn't, I'm not giving out his address for anybody to do anything. I'm just saying, you know, don't get involved with that bitch ass dude. If you get involved with that bitch ass dude, I've already gave you the warning. So much for that. I'm not a spiteful person at all. <laughs> So anyway, we're we're so when you see this live episode, you'll see we're at a different spot, and um, we're going to be rotating until um, uh, we build out. We're actually in the process of building out a studio, and so that we won't have to move ever again. And the studio is going to be nice. We're going to have some different elements in there, and it'll be a place where people can come in that are going to be doing interviews and be a part of our part of the whole Beyond King concept. So it's moving, it's moving slowly, but we're, we're, we're progressing towards that direction. Um, I see my, I see both of my, my teammates here and they're just, uh, kind of shaking around because of how bold I am, but fuck it. This is what, who I am. Well, today, again, let me start off with what we always start off with, with the announcements. Um, uh, the announcements that we have is I know, um, I said, uh, I said that that we had um, the kink and curious. It will be going on. And by the time this episode goes by, it will be a week past. But um, we are going to enjoy this kink and curious. And the next kink and curious will be on June 17th, June 17th. So we're trying to space them out just enough time. Every third Thursday of the month, we are going to have the kink and curious. And it doesn't matter how many tickets we sell. We want to be there to be a, a vessel for people to kind of learn about the experience and enter the into the lifestyle. Um, also, we got a short turnaround. We had a uh, another rooftop party, and we'll talk about the last rooftop party. But which, when this comes out, would be almost two weeks ago. But the rooftop party it will be on June twelfth. Now, of course, if uh, if you are a person that goes to a lot of the kink events, you should know that on the 11th, the Friday, there'll be the kink fetish ball. And for all intents and purposes in Denver, Colorado, it's one of our uh, bigger events that people go to. It's um, thrown over at uh, Exto Event Center, which is attached to Tracks Nightclub in Denver, Colorado. And it's a uh, it's an event that. Uh, most people go to and enjoy. Now, um, 
I see a lot of haters there and I see a lot of people that like me there. So it's always a fun time for me when I go there. But um, I&M, this will be your first time going if we go to the King Fetish Ball, correct? It will. I'm excited. Yeah. So we're trying to set something up. We're, we don't want, obviously don't want to clash with the, uh, we don't want to clash with the King Fetish Ball. There's uh, impossible to kind of compete with them. But we're trying to roll things up and we'll see. We're trying to maybe plan an after party and then have the rooftop the next night with another uh, X-rated after party. We'll see how things go. But in the next, we are, by that time, we'll probably have, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll probably have information about um, what exactly we have planned. The, uh, that should be the end of the announcements. I don't think I got anything. I, I want to tell you about this other announcement, but I can't. It's just too early in the game. But, you know, stay tuned. We'll be um, talking about some other big event, our signature event of the year, which we'll tell you about uh, in the upcoming episodes. So the antidotes for this last week. Okay. So I, the, we had our last, well, let's say the 15th, May 15th, so you can kind of get it. We had our rooftop party and X-rated after party. This party was bananas. Beautiful. I mean, it was, it was, we had some hiccups and with our, our, our operational process, but as far as the event, it went pretty fucking spectacular. It Would went, you agree? Re- I, it went really, really well. I mean, we did, we, not only did we have the rooftop, we had the Church of Kink and we did a live uh, Instagram podcast and we, I don't know, we had good music. Uh, I barbecued. Yeah, Master Dion's barbecue. If you got there early enough, it was good. Came a little later, got a little dry, but you know, get there early. I don't know, I'll tell you. But it was a great turnout. People were dancing. People, we had a, a great body painter. We uh, did. Uh, that there was a line for the body painter. Things went really well. She made some spectacular things on people's body. And uh, the the beauty of it is, she was she's normally a a face painter for like kids and stuff like that. So it was so awesome that she was able to come in here and do corsets and do all kinds of other things. I I really thought she did a great job. I did too. I was really happy. And um, well, I don't know if I should say this now, but mm-hmm. we, had, we had our face painter that was supposed to come cancel Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we were like, well, we've been advertising that there's going to be body painting uh-huh. here. And she canceled. Yeah. So the person that had lined her up was like really worried and upset. And I just looked at her and I said, you know what? Either she'll come through or another person will come through or it'll be okay. And uh, I, uh, held, I held space for miracles to happen. And nine o'clock Saturday morning, I had this fabulous person confirm with me and miracles do happen is all I want to say. Yeah, see, I'm more of the pessimist. I, I was like, okay, we're fucked. And we get we get the whole that you're not gonna be there. And and I was like, oh man. So now we gotta basically be without a body painter. But you know, if you call it a miracle or you call it um doing your due diligence. And uh I and M did a due diligence and found the person and we got it. And with the help of some other people and I appreciate that let me get some shots out to all the volunteers. We yes. really appreciate everything you're doing. We could not have did this party without y'all. I mean, it was a scramble from one location to breaking that down and going to the second location. And 
moving a bar. I mean, it was it was a it was a show, an event of just the transition from one place to another. So it it was it was a great team. They put in their time. They put in more time than than we could ever have asked for them. And we appreciate you all. You know who you are. And um, uh, hats off to y'all. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really, really appreciate you. And like uh, Master Dan said, we could not do this without you. You are um, an important part of our team. And those of you who are interested in jumping on that team, communicate with us. Let us know. Yeah, and and we're we're working on being better at that to make sure people can enjoy the party more and and I think you know it's just a good vibe. We're a community. People like to help each other out. You know, I I offer my same services. I'm sure I and M too. Like if we need to volunteer for other stuff, I'm sure we'll be open to those ideas because of the fact that it's it's we if we're not helping out each other, who will? So yep. we're here for each other. So just let us know. Uh, we're we're always happy to to be a part of some different scenes and stuff like that. We had some, I mean, the, she mentioned the the uh, body painter. We had some other issues. Like people have told me time and time again that Colorado people buy their tickets late, but yeah, damn boy, we was sweating balls on Tuesday, Tuesday before the event. We were like, holy shit, these ticket sales are low. And I had already paid for the venue and it was like, oh man, if I have to cancel, I guess I'm gonna have to cancel. I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is and maybe it was too ambitious, but those last three days, it just really picked up. And I have to just give shots out to everybody that attended. I appreciate y'all and I'm glad. Most of y'all said y'all had a good time. If you had a bad time, let me know. We'll try to fix those issues. But it it, it turned out to be a very, very good party. There was a lot of people that I didn't know there, which was great. I got to meet some new people. Um, I'm there was a very particular part that. Um, uh, well, before I get into that, I want to also thank one of our little cross promoters that we worked with, and uh, that was Vanilla Kink. And Vanilla Kink is located in that same building at a, at eleven eleven North Broadway, and um, at eleven eleven North Broadway in the Metlo place. So if you have if you didn't go to a party. Or if you did, please go over there. She's a beautiful woman named Jess. Named Jess. She's thank you, Jess. You're amazing. You were absolutely amazing. You. And we we try to do some drops for her um, during the night, but you know she has some incredible stuff over there. People bought some things, and we really want to support the community. A small business owner um, in the King community, and it's it's a beautiful store. Go and and spend some dollars with her. You know, like. If you're going to go buy at Romantics, the big operation, or you're going to go buy at some of the other big operations, why not take a chance and just go down there? It's right right downtown, basically 11th and Broadway, and um, patronize her. And I'll help her out, make sure that she stays. I'm sure she's going to be a part. Of it. I think I found her out at the two years ago at, at the Kink Fetish Ball. I'm almost positive that's where I found out about her. And uh, so that that's, let's just... Keep supporting and thank you very much for everything that she did for us there. So I just want to say she's got some higher quality items there mm. and some unique things that you may not find at the more commercial kind of places. So do support our local business, but also know that you're going to find something that maybe not everybody has. Um, so there was there's two more things I want to talk about this party. One was what was the best moment? 
And what were some opportunities that we can improve on? I and M, did you have a the best moment? What was your one best moment for that party? My one best moment um, would be when um, there was a woman who came up to me that said she found us on Cassidy, but not under events. She <laughs> found us under rendezvous. Mm. So uh, I had just gotten our Cassidy account up, and I'd never posted an event before, and somehow I jumbled it up, and she still found it, and they made it out. So that was uh, amazing, an amazing moment for me. So thank you guys for coming out, and we look forward to seeing you again, and I look forward to learning some Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> so what is Cassidy? Cassidy.com is a, a more of a swinger site, correct? Correct. And um, so we, they have a very big presence, uh, obviously. If you're going on there, you'll see they have a huge presence, and we're trying to build our presence on there. So if you go on there and look us up for Ed Beyond Kink, you should be able to find our page on there. We're, we're trying to incorporate more people. Um, I, as I told you before, I'm not a swinger. I'm, you know, I'm a kinkster, but you know, we want to incorporate many different people into our events and parties and into the community. Yeah, um, we feel like the swinger community is a huge part of the kink community. So, shout out to all you folks that are swingers. All right, absolutely. I, my best moment. My best moment was uh, uh, I was running around. If you were at the party, you saw I was running around like, I mean, one lady thought I was the security person. Another person thought I was the janitor. And I was just running around with my head cut off and just trying to make sure that we, that I&M and I make sure we made the small fires, didn't turn into big fires. And um, uh, a gentleman uh, stopped me and he had just recently got married uh, to his now wife uh, and they're both kinksters. And they, um, it was like, oh, you know, congratulations and, and so on and so forth. Well, he pulled me to the side and sometimes you just don't know what is going to impact somebody's life. So sometimes it's just better to, to get out what you're, you know, what you're feeling. And, and if it's in the writing or if it's in um, a podcast or if it's in some kind of format, because you never know who is this stuff is going to affect. And I had wrote um, a little thing about mental health. Now, obviously, I am not an expert in mental health, but I was going from my perspective. Um, and you can see that writing on 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 my FetLife page. And he's pulled me. I, I mean, I wrote this a while back, I, maybe a year or two years ago. I don't, I don't even remember when I wrote this story. And he was like, you know what? I read your your writing about about mental health and in the community. And how you dealt with it and how it affect you too. And he said that it changed his life. I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. This guy came up to me and told me it changed his life from reading my writing and it helped him to deal. Like he was also an African American as I am. And, um, it, traditionally now, I mean, I'm not trying to put stereotypes on African Americans, but traditionally we kind of hide our, our, uh, mental um, traumas and stuff like that and not just deal with it and go to therapists and shit like that. And he was saying that it helped him to look at himself and to deal with his partner's um, um, mental uh, health. And it encouraged him to to propose to her. And I was like, What's, what? I'm sitting there trying to fucking, I think I was like trying to clean up something and he's talking to me about this. Uh, and it just fucking floored me. I was just like, what? Are you telling me? And he was like, He's like, I never talked to you. You didn't know this, but yet that writing is what helped me get to this point. And I was like, man, that's, 
it just kind of blew me out of the water. And I was like, wow, that was by far the best thing that happened to me that night. Yes, we were packed. Yes, the party was great. Yes, many things went on. But that story, when he stopped me and told me that, was just fucking unbelievable. And and I'm not saying that to say that I, I have the knowledge, but each of us have some kind of experience and knowledge that we should be sharing with people. I don't care if it's from your writings on there or somewhere else, whatever way that you feel like that you should be expressing yourself, I guarantee you there's somebody that's out there that either feels the same or feels confused about what they need to do. And um, I know that when I told, when I first told INM, she's just like, you like, I got so many stories and, and I was, and I'm hoping that me telling her that will encourage her to start putting out those stories. Yes, it will. I appreciate that story too. And it reminds me of a few years back, I did a um, hundred days of visib- visibility on Facebook. And so I did daily videos and it was just like on the spot where I was. And I remember running into some people that I'd never met before and them going, thank you. You're, what you're doing is impacting me. And then when you just told me the story about um, this young man this weekend coming up to you after having read his writing and have the impact that your writing had on him, it was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get my writings out there. So I put one up. It's not a, it, so I got a little start. It was just yeah. the first story I came across. So I'm excited to um, get a bunch of my writings out there and it'll take some time because I have a lot of writings and I want to find things that are appropriate for this community and actually have some meaning and some connection to this community. And I, I think that's important is, is that you start to feel from both of us um, so that you can kind of identify with us in whatever specific manner that you identify with us as and. And again, I don't write. I'm not a writer. I just, you know, when I feel something, then I want to I want to write it down. And I figured that for me, who is not a professional writer, that I'm going to just use something like Fat Life because it's just it has a writing section. And I just rather put something like that. My please don't hit me up about my damn grammar and shit like that. I'm, I'm not a writer. I'm just expressing my feelings in those moments. The um, um, the other amazing thing was that we had a full range of of ages in there and there was. From young to seasoned. <laughs> nice way to put that thing. <laughs> young to seasoned. And and uh, the another great moment is when the DJ was rocking and there was old and uh, seasoned people and young people all dancing and and body paints all over people and it was it was really spectacular. I really appreciate that. And it was just an amazing party. The after party there was a ton of fucking. There was a little BDSM. There was a, a little bit of oh, opportunities. You know, there was some thirsty motherfuckers that needed to calm down. They actually, there was this beautiful girl there and, and her, her boyfriend wanted her to get basically gangbang. But the guys were so thirsty that she got turned off by it. And I had to step in and say, hey, are you comfortable? I mean, they were slapping her ass and stuff like that. And I said, did they ask permission to do this? Or did, are you comfortable with this? And she was like, well, they asked me permission. It's all about consent. And I said, and I told those guys, I gave them the one warning that I give. And I said, if you touch her again without her permission, then you're kicked out. And they were young, uh, which is not a good excuse. But maybe they didn't understand the rules. And and um, things, we didn't have an issue after that. And she decided to have fun with some other people. But as I've said before, when you're extra thirsty, that's just a turnoff. 
in our communities. Stop being so fucking thirsty. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, so be it. Let it maybe next time it will. Just stop. Thirst needs quench your thirst by taking. We got free drinks. Have a fucking drink. You don't <laughs> need to be sitting there be so thirsty over. Uh, granted, the girl was fucking beautiful. I, I'm not gonna lie. She was gorgeous. She had a little daddy collar on, and um, she was she was beautiful. I get it. But don't be so extra thirsty. And another guy was walking around asking every single girl if they wanted to play. Good Lord. I mean, I, I don't know if there's an appropriate way to do it, but that wasn't it. That it, Slow down, buddy. And besides that, I mean, it was not really any big issues uh, that we thought of, right? No, it was actually great. We were a little concerned about the weather because um, oh, rain was impending and... Um, we really only had a few raindrops and people still came out despite the weather. And it was really beautiful out there on the rooftop. And um, I look forward to our June event. Um, I suspect it'll be warmer and we'll get to get maybe hot and sweaty out there. Yeah. So it, it, it was really a good time. And I appreciate everybody that came through. Moving on. So like, again, I said today, today is not where... We're changing the format because of I've been teasing y'all for the last few episodes about a spectacular story. Well, it's spectacular to me. Some people might be grossed out about it. Some people might love it. Some people might say, damn, I wish that happened to me. Oh, I cannot believe that happened. And some might think it's goals above and beyond. I actually, when the story was told to me, I, I asked the person that they reported to the police. And they said, why would I do that? I enjoyed the whole thing. No, I was like, okay, well, what the fuck? I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely something that I, I've never been a part of, but it was like instantly hard. As soon as she told me that she enjoyed the whole thing, I was, it was fucking amazing how that went. And, um, I, I really wanted to wait for a moment to where we just shared the whole story. It's a long story and um, it's going to be about um, a game being to the extreme. And, and it's one fucking female this whole time. And it's just, it's, I don't even know how else to say it. This is an amazing story. Did that, did, did she get taken advantage of? Did she, um, uh, was she forced into the situation? Did it start off in one thing, turn in another? I don't know. When you hear the story, you make that determination. She has given me permission to share the story. She um, actually likes the story. She enjoyed her time. So who am I to say any different? You know. So that that is going to be what this episode is about. Once and this story again is coming from a female's perspective. So I and M is going to read this story, but I wanted to make clear that this is directly from her. And um, the we have the permission from her. And we were obviously not going to be using any names, anything like that. But uh, we find that it's very important to tell this story and, you know, make up your mind about how this was. So with no further delay, it's story time. Mm. Well, I'm excited to read this story um, I, I was actually telling my daughter last night a little bit about the kink world and about gangbangs. And she looked at me and she was like, oh, my God, how could anybody even like that? So this is the epitome of that. 
And I, 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 I told her, I told her, I said, there are some people that actually need it. And she was like, well, I've learned to just laugh about things and accept people for who they are and give them the space to do what they need. She goes, it's not my thing at all at all. And I can accept. So that's from my, my daughter. Anyway, um, here's the story, y'all. I was 18, just moved into my first apartment, a studio, and I was just fired from my job. I went into the local chicken shack one even, evening and noticed two very cute black guys. As I was leaving, something came, came over me and I winked at one of the guys. Before I had a chance to even get fully out the door, they were outside talking me up. We ended up at the skating rink. It was dark out and nobody was there. The other guy stepped out of the car and the guy I had winked at was sitting in the passenger seat. He started trying to persuade me to suck his dick. And again, something came over me and I said, I'll suck your dick if your friend fucks me while I do it. Mm. The guy was speechless for a second, clearly not expecting this at all. And he said, let me check with my friend. They talked for a few minutes behind the car and then gave me the thumbs up and we walked to the playground on the side of the ice skating rink. I remember holding the playground equipment while I got fucked and sucked dick at the same time for the first time. He fucked me hard as hell from the back. That's all I remember from the first night. From that night forward, I was never alone. Those guys had lots of friends and my apartment became a 24 seven fuck pad where guys would come and go and I would suck dick and get fucked from the back usually at the same time. We smoked a lot of weed and drank a lot, but I wasn't drugged up beyond that. Black dudes in that town in New Jersey were separated into two groups, depending on what side of Main Street they lived on. It turns out these two dudes were F Street and they had all their friends over to my place right away. I felt like I was never alone because my apartment became a fuck pad where I got fucked, sucked dick all day with breaks to eat and sleep sometimes. Any stuff of value got stolen. I remember in particular my old school camera with a finished roll of film still in it. And I was so sad I'd never get to see those pictures. My CDs too. But anyway, F Street guys were in high school mostly and not so cool. This one time, they took my car on a joyride down the parkway, and I swear I thought I was going to die. In terms of the sex, I remember this one dude was really short, but he had a huge dick. This other dude's dick uh, smelled really strongly of sweat, and it was so intoxicatingly wonderful to breathe in. I remember the dude fucking me would set the rhythm and I would use his thrusting power to bounce my mouth on the dick in front of me. The other guys waiting their turn would be crowded around the bed, hooting and hollering, cheering them on, telling me what to do. Suck that dick like you mean it, bitch. Throw that ass back. Work harder and get that nut. As soon as someone was done, another dude would take his place front or back. One day, 
I was driving down the main street with my car full of these young asshole dudes when we were stopped at a red light. All of a sudden, some other dudes approached the car and before I knew it, F Street scrammed and a bunch of older flyer dudes were sitting in my car and the light changed, so I began to drive. They headed right, headed me right back up the main street to my place and the fucking began. I remembered chiseled manly chest, chests, fresh cornrows and beautiful brown skin. I think there were four of them. After all the guys had nutted, I was laying naked on the bed and they were lounging about, all smiles. I asked, who are you guys? But I think I already knew, they smiled bigger. We're N Street, one of them said. Oh, those other guys told me about you. I'm not supposed to be with you, I said, giggling. But you like us better, don't you? Another one asked. Yes, I couldn't lie. You're our whore now. You can't fuck with them anymore. Believe me, I don't want to. And that was that. I felt betrayed to F's, I felt my betrayal to F Street twinge in my conscience for a minute. But I remembered how they kept stealing my stuff. And damn, these four guys had just rocked my world. I was laying there naked with a silly grin on my face, all spent like never before. That must have been a week into my gangbang. And once N Street took over, things turned up a thousand notches. Nights were spent servicing dudes one after another usually two at a time, but sometimes more guys wanted head than wanted to fuck. And I never stopped till everyone was happy. Guys played cards, gambling, and being loud. There was always alcohol and blunts. They were mean to me. I was skinny back then, and I always got comments on how I had no ass. I had shaved my head the past spring, so my hair was like three inches long by then, and they called me ugly, laughing in my face. They would talk in super heavy Ebonics and then all laugh when I had no idea what they were saying. But being degraded made me serve them even harder. That's just the way I am. We're going to teach you to suck dick right. I was eager to learn. While I sucked one dude's dick, another guy would instruct me how to do it better. Get his shit in deeper. Get it sloppy. Keep the same pace. Is the bitch using teeth? I sucked so much dick that one time there was blood on a tissue that I used to wipe my mouth. I fucked so much that my pussy got so raw that I couldn't even touch the inside of it because it stung to even touch it. It was excruciating. The only two guys that really stood out in my memory were a pimp and his underling. The pimp was from Irvington. And the night he first came by was wild. There were at least 10 guys in my tiny studio. It was loud. He fucked me from the back. He had a real name that I forgot, but he made me call him Glory. And he said he would put me on the street to sell for him, to sell my pussy for him. That never ended up happening, by the way, but he would come by sometimes. And after that, I would drop anything I was doing to suck his dick. He had a big, thick dick, and he instructed me on himself a lot until I was really good at it. His underling 
was the only guy I had feelings for. He was in charge of watching me and making sure none of the other dudes got too wild and hurt me. Ironically, he was the one who gave me the prolapse. One night, we got really drunk and he fucked the shit out of my ass with only lotion as lube. I have never slept so peacefully before or since. Being truly spent is what happened to me. Good Lord. And I don't know if it was mentioned in there or not, but she said this happened almost a month long. And can you imagine that? No. And so I look at, and and I'm sure people are going to make up their mind about how this story is and, and um, what truly transport, uh, trans, transpired or whatever the word is. And with this whole uh, thing, you know, what, how much was she taken advantage of? What were the things that was she in the right mental capacity? What was the, the, uh, was she allowed to leave? You know, was she really allowed to leave? Um, but, you know, what she's told me this story and in person and, and she still says to this day that, no, this is what I enjoyed it the whole entire time. And I mean, things, there was a results of what happened and that, that were good results. But, uh, who am I to say? Who is anybody to say about that story? To me, that's, it's, it's almost a story. I have never heard anything like that. I've never heard anybody go in there and, and uh, not essentially be forced. Is what she's claiming to me. Now, you may determine it a different way. It sounds, you know, it sounds a little forceful, but she said it wasn't. But there's somebody to go through that and, and accomplish that and, and still be okay with it years later. I mean, she's nowhere close to 18 now, but, you know, like, it'd still be okay with the years later. That means that, uh, that means at least to me that she's um, accepting with it. She was able to still p- produce this story from now. So it was obviously a pivotal, 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 pivotal moment in her life. And, and, um, I, if she, if she is okay with it and she has accepted it and, and said she enjoyed it, I love the story. And again, I, I go back to, and I was like, are you sure that that was a consensual type of thing? And she said, I wanted it all and I accepted it all. I mean, it, that's, for me, you know, I like girls. I like to get gangbang. And that was just like an, uh, an over-the-top story that I couldn't even, it can't even make up for a movie. It can't even make up for uh, a porn scene or something like that. That is a fucking incredible to go to two gangs and that's what i'm saying it's like yeah we talk about gang bangs i don't know and if you're not familiar in in traditional gangs when you gang bang you know you're a you know you're a gangster that's banging it's a little different than what we consider gang bang so it was gangsters gang banging a bitch as they referred to uh this this has always been one of the stories that I've always uh, held on to because it was it was something that I've just never even can could even fathom. I mean, I've had uh, dogging sessions for ladies where guys just come in and and fuck. I've had bukkakis where 
just random guys come in and bust nuts on on girls' faces and things like that. But a month long? I mean, shit. I mean, how, how can even somebody... I can't even imagine some uh, one person taking dick for that long, especially smelly black dick for that <laughs> long. <laughs> and I'm like, it's... It's it's truly incredible. You got to be. I, I would assume that she had to be on something to do and endure some shit like that. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's just the. Uh, I wonder how long the recovery was. Shit. I don't know. She said she said in that story that it was just weed and alcohol that she'd never really gotten drugged beyond that. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like it was her real like surrender and introduction into the lifestyle and recognizing herself as a submissive and wanting humiliation and wanting to just be used and abused and um and also needing a lot of cock so ah, damn boy that's i mean i ain't gonna lie that that um tickles my dick uh a little bit there because i'm like jesus i mean can you imagine like I, they, there's things that are coming up like there's a a hundred man gangbang that's happening in vegas and things like that but you know, and it's under a certain type of settings. Yeah, this the oh, I'm going off with these two dudes, and I had to tell this other guy if he brings it out and he's fucking me behind, then we can do that, and then it turns into something more. I mean, you can't even set a scene up like that, and I'm pretty good at setting up scenes. Well, and and, and then the the one gang sends the other gang out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're done, and they move, the other gang moves in, and it's like all right. That's what you get, the young guy. Stop bragging about what you got, and you end up losing it. But and and I mean, I've had her tested of everything, and I was like, did did do you remember if people were using condoms? She's like, I I have no clue. And I've had her tested, and she's disease free. I was like, you want to talk about miracles? Like, damn, I was like, that was and not pregnant and not nothing. I was like, what the fuck? What the hell happened here? But. It's an incredible story, and and I, she was so detailed about it. And if I had her sitting here right today, then she she could say the story verbatim. And so I believe her that that is a legit story. Some people might not be, whatever, but it was a truly amazing story for me. I, I can never, I just can't get over it. It, it. I've heard it. I've heard this story years ago, and I'm just now telling y'all. And I still can't get over the goddamn story. It was a fucking amazing story. Um, did you have any other comments about that? Because, you know, didn't you want to do a, like a month-long gangbang or something like that? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go through that torture of a whole month-long gangbang? Well, I just, the, the part where she was talking about the blood coming out of her mouth and how raw the inside of her pussy was, I just don't want that. You don't want that? Nope. Oh, man. That was, um, and so are you a kinkster? I know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a okay. kingster, and and I um, am not 18, and I've got some what I would consider healthy boundaries and desires. Awesome, awesome. So there, there is some. Uh, that's kind of what we got for you today, because I wanted to uh, get that story out. And trust me, with so much to process through that story, I'm sure people are going to think one way or the other. And I wanted to make sure that uh, that. We gave you enough time to process it without throwing any more things at you uh, when we're talking about this episode. And that is, is I don't know, it, it, it got me stirred up. So I'm sure that there will um, be something that you'll think about 
Give us some um, some comments at uh, questions at beyond-kink.com or if you have a similar story <laughs> or you have a good story, your story at beyond-kink.com. We really want to hear more. We we have several episodes. We're, we're, we're doing, or not several episodes, several stories, and we're doing good with them, but we want more stories as we kind of rear up the season and start um, um, gearing for the next 2000 episodes. So it, it's, it's important that you send us your story. Cause and again, it doesn't have to be the kinkiest story in the world. I, I challenge anybody to give me a more kinkier story than that last story. That's going to be quite a challenge. That's, that's a challenge. I'm putting it out there. If you can beat that story, if you can beat that, a true story, don't give me some fucking made up shit. If you can beat that story, I do, I might be willing to give up a beyond kink sweatshirt you, th- you think that's oh, possible that's- I, we have um where they're coming in the mail we have some female crop top sweatshirt hoodies and you, if once you get a chance to watch the episode you'll see that i've had these beyond kink um, sweaters that i have two unopened ones that i have not opened this for the simple fact that um i might be wanting to give one away but if you have an extraordinary story and I can sniff, I can sniff out some fake bullshit. So, you know, I mean, a legitimate story that uh, can even ri- rival that story that I just told them. Let's I'm putting a challenge out there for you to come out there. Right. Do you have anything else I am for today? No, I think I think we're in a pretty good place. Um, I, I guess I have one question. I just want you to tell um, our listeners what it is you absolutely love about that gangbang story? What are the what are the components that make you <laughs> make you get tickled tickled inside? Oh God, putting me on the spot. Okay, um, really, the first thing that that just really gets me is that there is a person willing to accept so much cock, like it's. She she adores black men and she just wanted cock after cock. And the fact that she was just a fuck toy, just a fuck toy for, you know, she's saying a month. So however long it was, she was just a fuck toy and she was shared all the way around and and they were able to do what they want. It, it was that it's like, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of an ultimate fantasy of like, all right, you just, it just doesn't matter. You know, I just want all the cocks that can come in there and they can just fuck you and use you. Um, I, I don't like the point, the point that they, that they, um, ruined their place or stole shit from there, but just using her as a fuck toy. And the fact that at the end, and she liked being degraded and liked being a piece of meat, that those are the kind of things that just kind of, get me going sometimes when I'm like, man, that would just be absolutely amazing. That the reason why it even more relates to me is that I like a woman that likes cock. Like, you know, no, I want to, I want to be gangbang. Not, oh, okay, I'll take a couple of cocks or something like that. I like a woman that likes to be gangbang. So it's just, uh, it's just uh, an inner turn on for me for that kind of thing. You know, like I, it, it's it's always been. I, I've just always liked seeing uh, 
and uh, my women are 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 women that like to take on a lot of cocks and that can handle a lot of cocks and I'm not just take cocks and sit there but actually can handle and 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 grab cocks and things like that I, there was a gangbang that I had and this guy was trying to get his dick hard and trying to fuck this uh um uh, this person and she was like get your dick hard and stick it in me and I was like oh, damn that was spectacular. Uh, like, if I'm here to fuck, get get your dick hard and just fuck. So it, it was those. It's just kind of my what I like, I guess. So I guess that's why I really like the story there, and the randomness of it. Because she may have known one of them, or she may have known none of them. But it was just the randomness of it. I just, of course, if it was my setup, it would have been with condoms and a little bit more protective. But the randomness of it, the spontaneity of spontaneity, spontaneity. Okay, whatever the word is, is what is just a turn on for me about that whole story. Oh, whew. so anyway, is, is there? Do you have any more questions for me? Putting me on the spot? Nope, that's a good one. All right, we'll, we'll just stop there. All right, <laughs> um, I would. Uh, we're going to wrap it up for uh, for this episode um, next week. I am going to get into um, the part two of the master series and want to be talking a little shit, but we're going to try to help people that are doms and are think they're doms and are masters and think they're masters about what are some of the other things. And also, I don't know, I think this one might be about uh, the slaves perspective. We'll see. I, I, I can't remember what it, what the next part is. But take a listen, and it gives. It's always good to know if you are a baby girl, if you are a slave or sub, um, or a little or something like that. Then you 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 also will get some some information that will help you to who you're choosing and who you're, what you're seeing for these people when they're you know they're fake dom or they're real or something like that. So tune in next week as we uh, record that episode and and get it out to y'all. Again, I appreciate all y'all that coming in. Um, I am any last words. I just want to say thank you all for sticking with us. And um, do send us your stories, your story at beyond-kink.com. Keep listening, share it with your friends, and hopefully we'll see you at one of our events one of these days. Right on. And and if you do, if you don't know me, come up to me. It's all right. I, you know, I'm not scary. I try to introduce myself to everybody. And I and am. Um, she'll be the pretty young lady next to me most of the time. Well, not. Oh, next I to was me. gonna say, or running yeah, around. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. She'll be running around. My head off too. <laughs> most likely, it'd be uh, it'd be my slave right next to me. But you never know. So, in any way, as always, keep it kinky, and we love y'all. Peace. Shouts out to all the kinksters that tuned in this week to listen to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. Don't forget to like, comment, and hit that subscribe. To stay connected with me, Master Dion, follow at Beyond Kink on Instagram and all social media platforms. As always, keep it kinky.